the number one Premier League podcast in the world. By some metrics. What metrics? Advanced metrics. The most in-depth analysis. Goals. Passes. Other things. Bang! The funniest jokes. Boing! So this one time... <laughs> Loved by all the critics. Oh! It's all right, isn't it? Come on in to Prandle the Prep. Welcome back, everybody. We are back. It is somewhere between match week 11 and 12, the Bermuda Triangle of match recaps, um, October 19th. And Patrick, I'm not just basking in the afterglow of the Tuscan sun. Yes, yes, Mm. I, I was in Italy. Thank you for asking but also the beautiful warm glow of yet another Manchester United victory against Dr. Tottenham. Need a victory? Call Tottenham. At Old Trafford, and people are asking, Patrick, are United in the title race? Who's asking that? People are asking. I think you need to go to the most decrepit depths of Twitter (laughs) to uh, find out who's saying it, but people are asking. Patrick, we're only four points off Man City. Right. That that doesn't make any sense, though it is actually accurate. Um, with 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 one of those big flex zero goal differentials, uh, sitting fifth in the, the goose, table. the yeah. goose egg, <laughs> the goose egg on the goal differential. Patrick, uh, wh- why would you go anywhere up or down if you're exactly where you want to be? Zero. I, I guess James. We we got them right where we yeah. want them. Just milk your wins and then just really get get smacked around in your losses. You know, if you're going to lose, make it worth it. Mm-hmm. Patrick, United United fans have done something pretty amazing where they've just lopped off the first two games of the season like they never happened. Like in all stats, it's, it's like after the Brentford game. Yeah, I mean, I I'd um, I'd, I'd talk my shit, but I, that was that was my mental gymnastics for Arteta for a good mm-hmm. two and a half years. Of you just did, yeah, we did the Arsenal the, of picking last picking the season. window. Of which we had success and say, look at how good this is. Between uh, September 22nd and November 19th. It is, because they've, they've, uh, they've been a tough team to pin down, but this was a, a, a fantastic performance from them today. I thought uh, completely dominant up and down the field. Much the better team. Could have been much worse if not for uh, Mr. Hugo Lloris, who is one of, a, one of the more impressive goalkeeping performances I've seen on the on mm-hmm. the year, which is usually the case, right? You usually don't win those games if you're having a really impressive uh, yeah. goalkeeping performance. De Gea at the Emirates mask, wasn't it? You always find a way to get back to that one, James. Uh, <laughs> it's the one that... Much... Oh, no. Okay, how about De Gea against Spurs? A little a little role reversal. We all remember that one. Uh, but yeah, Patrick... Say? No, no, no. Um, a couple seasons ago. Okay, sure. Yeah. I sure, think sure, we... Sure. Oh, it was, the, it was the classic we're not going to lose game. Oh, that's right. Oh, that how was, could yeah, you how it, could you forget? It was early days, Ollie, I believe. <laughs> it was early, Ollie. We ran out of there one nil victors, and someone uttered the words at the United Bar, one nil up in the ninety second minute. We're not gonna lose. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was the mindset of yesteryear, Patrick. But we've smashed Arsenal at Old Trafford. We've rolled over Spurs, and now we're coming for Chelsea at the Bridge in what I like to call the group text grand slam. Wow. Don't well, at yeah. me, Denny's. Yeah, well, well, I, I, I'm very curious to see which uh, Manchester United shows up. The one that has been strong <laughs> at home against big sides or the one uh, that has folded like a cheap lawn chair in a tornado uh, at the Etihad 
because this is a this is a game where I'm up for this game. You know, in a similar way where I thought Arsenal and uh, Tottenham were meeting at a bit of a crescendo. I think Spur, or mm. sorry, Chelsea and United here are both meeting on a general upward trend, and it is a a battle of two two prominent teams, two teams right now where this is a winner take fourth, <laughs> you know, game uh, in this in this um, in this match week coming up. So as of right it's now, it's an exciting game. Why? What can happen in between then? Newcastle? No, I'm just saying it's a winner take fourth game as of right now. Oh, of course. Of course. Yes. James. Of course. Yes. yes. How silly of me to think you were uh-huh. suggesting anything else. No, uh, I, I. But I, both it, teams that might have ambitions for, for more. So this, this kind of feels like one of those games that is. <clears throat> it's obviously not a decider, but it's a, it's, it's a, full, a full peg up on the ladder, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think you phrased it perfectly. If for the neutral, it's what you want, two teams in relatively good form coming together. Now, even though City also played today and played out what I understand to be a pretty dull nil-nil draw against Brighton, uh, sorry, Brentford, the, I was looking back at it, doing a little bit of my homework, as you know I like to do, Patrick. They haven't mm-hmm. conceded a goal in five games. Right. I'm sorry, no, sorry, three games. No, wait, five games. Yeah, five games, counting five games, Champions League as well. All comps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Pretty damn impressive. And to your point, we don't know which United we're going to get. Um, you know, I was talking, I was catching up with Thomas, and he was saying, well, we did classic Spurs. We sat back and tried to, like, batten down the hatches for no reason. What did you expect? And then I explained to him how we played against the Cypress Giants, Omonia N- Nicosia, <laughs> and, and, you know, failed to get a goal against Newcastle. Breaking down a team is not in our forte. So now I w- genuinely really don't know what to expect. This upcoming weekend, it's a hard one to uh, to bet on. I'm not sure if we'll get to that in the district. Yeah, I mean Tottenham and Chelsea are, you know, somewhat similar in that respect. That you know, I I don't necessarily think in the exact way that they play, but they they tend to be tough teams to get goals and by proxy points against. But both at times can kind of struggle to get something going going forward. So I would expect, uh, you know, much of the same out of Manchester United, who who are in good form. Uh, but this is a team that I think is still figuring out their identity, and this is a big this is a big marker for me. I think we would learn. I don't think there's any Chelsea result that would surprise me and make me think that much differently of Chelsea. I think a Manchester United win at the Bridge would would really open my eyes. Say, okay, Changes just, the context. Yeah, I think I think so, right? But a Chelsea loss would be a bit out of you know a bit surprising. But I still you know. I think that they would take that on on the chin. I don't think that changes what I think of them. And I again, I, I they're favorites on the day, and I think that they they should be. Mm-hmm. But they've got a tough test. This is the ultimate consistency game for us because I think we have just played, and I really don't think this is hyperbole. Our best game in years, and I'm very very curious to see how we set out against Chelsea and and what team we pick. Um, I'm. We can almost guarantee Ronaldo will not be involved. But aside from that, which team we're going to pick and and how we play against another top side. Um, and your guess is as good as mine because we've seen every single flavor of United this season, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm up for it. These, these, this is what you want. You want the, you, the, 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 big, the big boys coming together. I mean, you really want both teams coming together, and it doesn't just need to be the big boys on good form. Uh, and so when two teams kind of hit this point, because I think Chelsea were – uh, they're unbeaten in the league in six, though they just mm-hmm. drew. They won the five previous in the league, and like you said, they hadn't conceded in five. So I mean, they're you can't ask for too much more out of the way yeah. Chelsea's playing either. So I'm I'm excited for this one. 
Yeah. Organized, I think is the best way to put it, under Potterino, mm-hmm. who's had his glow up. He said he got his hair cut where the lads did. Wow. That's that's great. That's how mm-hmm. you that, that I think in the modern day as well, I think that's how you can really endear yourself to your to your dressing room. Yeah, there's nothing like something like, being, like that. I think the boys will the boys will get behind you. Yeah, there's nothing like being in your forties and saying, "How do I look like Mason Mount?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait till he spends a little bit more time and he comes out looking like a bombion, little little, <laughs> little swirls on the side. You know, he's he's, he's got to be careful. He's got to be careful who he's who he's following, what trends he's following. But uh, yeah, there's some good good mm-hmm. looking lads on on Chelsea. I'm sure he'll be all right. Yep. Well, Patrick, before we dive into the meat of today, I do just want to give you a shout out for playing the role of heel perfectly in our in our little fan group chat that we've got going here on the side. Mm, thank you. Uh, there was a really ultimate serendipitous moment in the 72 offices today where you just sent the gif of Pepe with the caption, <laughs> me looking for all y'all at the top of the table. We're just going to set that one aside. And I can't explain how beautifully... Like, like at a T intersection, Carl Thomas and I happen to be linking up after meetings at the same exact moment. And I'm kind of stewing silently at what you just texted. And I pick up on Carl going, I can't believe this fucking guy. And Thomas goes, and Thomas just lid pops off. He goes, I can't fucking wait for Arsenal to have their classic collapse like they do every season. You got all three of us going at the same exact time. And had a, we just bitched about Arsenal for about five minutes. And uh, vibes are... Vibes are too good, James. <laughs> and I just noticed I noticed this just this happiness in the group chat and I just had to I just had to let y'all know that I was I was trying to I was just trying to understand you know, it's like people are speaking a different language. You just try to understand what they're saying and it's just difficult sometimes. So hopefully it conveyed it well. Um None of I'm that glad made you're talking any about sense. me. I'm glad you're I'm glad you're talking about me. I had I I'm a man of honor. I gotta tell you when something funny happens. I feel like that's the duty to the prem heads. You deserve to know. I was chuffed. I was real right. chuffed with myself for that one. Moving on. <laughs> Folks, the economy. Am I right? It's hot in the streets right now. Have you read about this? You heard about this? The economy? Inflation. What's going on? Yeah, inflation. Trying to get some deflation. That'd be great. If the damn Fed would just increase rates. Maybe that's what's going on with Arsenal inflation. Mm. Mm. Well, Patrick, I have it on good authority that we're due a bounce back. So we figured we'd incorporate a bit of that market flavor into our main C, main segs, sorry, with a game called Stonks. It's simple and it goes like this. Patrick and I picked out a handful of interesting teams. We've hand-selected them from our table of 20, and we are deciding whether or not we want to buy them or sell them right now. How are they performing? Where do we see them going? Let's tap into our big brains and try and make a call. Try and make some money off of this. So why don't we go top to bottom? These are the teams we've picked out. Patrick and I have aligned on these. And we'll have a, we'll have a culture discussion before mm-hmm. we get into our other segments. And why don't we, Patrick? I know you've probably been meaning to talk to these, talk about these guys one way or another. Start off with Arsenal. Top of the table. Are we buying our Arsenal stock or are we selling it? First off, Patrick, where are we on the believe meter? Why don't we preface with that? Are we thinking some crazy thoughts? Are we thinking, let's just lock down top four? Oh, James, the thoughts are there. The thoughts are there. Um, Mm -hmm. Are you pushing them back? Are you letting them pull up a a front front door door seat? Where I would say is, well, let me just answer your question by beating around the bush and answering your first question, James. I'm buying Arsenal stock. 
right now. I don't know how you can't. I'm buying high because I think it's going higher, right? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, mm-hmm. Arsenal have been fortunate in a sense. In a sense. Their, with their run of games. Well, if we go to the tape, James, you know, I'll 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 go to the tape with just about anybody and and and, and you know duke it out like that. But there's this narrative that Arsenal have had an easy run, uh, but it just so happens that, you know, when other teams play the teams that they beat, this it's a tough out. In any case, James, we got Southampton Forest, Chelsea, Brighton, and Wolves to kind of go into this international yep. break, this weird World Cup, right? You'd mm-hmm. rate Arsenal to win four of those games. We'll touch on Brighton later, but you'd rate them to win four of those games. Toughest game being at the bridge. Already four points clear of Chelsea uh, of, of City. Uh, and I would say, you know, I'm willing to nail my colors to the mast here. Arsenal will be so low top of the table at the World Cup break. And I don't think that that's crazy. And what I yep. think we're going to happen at the end of this, right, it's only 15 games into a 38-game season. We're not even halfway there. And so Arsenal will have to stew. They will have to separate. They will maybe have some injuries. They'll have to re-pick up form into a hectic window where where they'll be in, you know, cup competitions and midweek where they weren't really doing all of that last week or last year, rather. So (laughs) the title race to me, we're in the title race as the title race stands now. But no, I don't think that we are a true, true competitor to Manchester City yet. Uh, I do think that it's, it's, it's possible to come to fruition later in the year, but I do think that Arsenal, as they kind of punched ahead uh, above their weight class last year, um, that being in that arena for the first time uh, was a contributing factor to their to their downfall. And I think that if they are they are well and truly in the title race this year, up into 20, 25, 30 games into the season, I think City, as good as they are, will be obviously right with Arsenal. And I think that their experience and kind of composure in those moments will reign supreme. But the reason primarily, James, that I'm buying Arsenal is their record. I don't know how you can look at it any other way. The sole, the, the sole blemish at Old Trafford, winning mm. convincingly, I would say, against mm. uh, against Tottenham. Uh, you know, It wasn't as convincing against Liverpool, but I thought they were good value for the win on the day as well. And they what say... I'm finding most important was the result, the most the most recent result at Leeds. One of the, you just had the best United performance you've seen. I'm talking about one of the worst Arsenal performances. <laughs> the I've most seen disgusting one nil victories. It was horrible. It brought me right back to the days of you know Mustafi and and and, and that and that gang. But the bag uh, was secured nonetheless. Right, and I think that that's a sign of maturity. That's what good teams do. They get wins in bad situations, and when they play poorly, they find ways to get wins. And they really tried not to, but Arsenal did it. So I'm buying them. I'm buying them right now. Mm-hmm. Patrick, as much as I'd like to disagree, I'm jumping on the buy Arsenal train only because I give you to the new year. I'm going to let you Thank shake you. hands with 2023 and get to know each other. Mm-hmm. This team's going to have a lot of free time to stew over the World Cup break. A lot, of a lot of time to stew. A lot of players won't be going to play for their national teams, um, respectively. So, respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people might be some people might be going, but they might not be playing. You know, some might be going on a little vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but we'll have yeah, I think we'll have like three or four kind of nailed yeah. on starters yeah. in our national team. So plenty another, of time, yeah. plenty of time to just sit there, think about the hype, and what is more Arsenal than building up even higher and higher until Icarus can no longer flap his wings. But I do He's think like it's that. a smart time to buy. I do think it's a smart time to buy. I still think you're going to have a phenomenal season, but there is going to reach critical mass where you're top of the table in the new year 
and then and we're talking crazy thoughts now. Let's get a pulse on the Reddit come January. And then I think all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden, I mean, we're going to talk, we're going to roll right into city, but I think the gravity of the situation will, will hit. And you, I mean, I'm trying to make sense of this title race for what it is. And even top four beyond that. And I think there's, I'd say top four would be more or less assured if you make it to first place by the World Cup breaker in the new year. I don't think that's crazy to say, given that all these teams have gone through some transitions, they're a bit of unknown quantities, then you might even end up second or third a la United during COVID or something like that. So, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I let me just put it this way, James. I didn't expect to be here, but I'm blessed, humbled, and just ready <laughs> for the next challenge. You know, game by game, we move. <laughs> Manchester City, Patrick. Where are we? They're a wounded animal. Pep has had coins thrown at him. He's winding up <laughs> He's winding up the Anfield crowd to ironically cheer a disallowed goal. Uh, all I can say right now, before I reveal my take, is pray for Brighton on Saturday. Fair just, just, enough. Just pray for Deserbi's blue and whites, the gulls. Um, where are we? Where are we on City? There's really only thing. There's only one thing you should ever be doing with City James, and that's buying them. Yeah. The league schedule is very favorable going into the the break. They got some cup ties that are going to be tougher. But when would you ever drop City? You wouldn't. Mm-mm. They should have a perfect <clears throat> record going into the World Cup, which will of course um, put my previous sentiment of you know Arsenal being so low top to the test. They're going to have to deliver. But City <laughs> are going to cruise in the league. They're going to be fine. They're going to send a lot of people to the World Cup. Doesn't matter if anybody gets hurt. Their depth is. I, I don't think. Like, Holland's not going, so he'll be fine. Oh, Jack Grealish got hurt. Oh, no. Yeah, what do we do? You know, uh, I mean, I, the, the, and even if he did, like, even if, like, Foden got hurt, like, they have Jack Grealish. Like, it's not, that's, it's not a big deal. Like, they'll still be well, fine and competitive. Uh, I mean, I'm oversimplifying, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, their, their, yes. their depth is that, that I don't yes. see, you know, um, you know, a couple, like, believe believe it, like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but a, a, a Granite Jaka injury torpedoes arsenal season so if that happens at the world cup ain't it funny happens. ain't it funny yeah. like that but i don't think city have that player in their side no uh, and their most important player is just going to be firing shots at scott carson on the eddie head training <laughs> ground for about a month yeah so they're they're going to be fine they're going to be great they're my title favorites at the start of the season they remain my title favorites today you know, you, Klopp's, uh, not sorry, Klopp, but Pep, Pep's antics at Anfield over the years. That was the same place he did the two, I believe. Oh, uh, it's fireworks. Just, it's it's fireworks. fantastic. There's very few places that get him riled like Anfield. And it's Patrick. Good, it's good cinema. And Klopp joined in getting sent off. I mean, we, we did a disservice not touching on that game. The game that we always circle just downgraded a bit because of how Liverpool started the year, but still delivered, didn't it? We've talked about whether or not, do you remember way back when we talked about whether or not it's the best rivalry in the Premier League era? Yes. They heard, they listened, and they're responding. Because yep. you you got to circle that game every single time, Patrick. I won't I won't belabor the point anymore. I'm buying City as well. There is never a time you've got a sure thing. You got the winning pony ticket in your hand. You're not going to throw that out for a five dollar hot dog. We're keeping City, Patrick. I have a freak of the week, so I've bumped this up to this part of the segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when coins were thrown after the disallowed goal at. Pep Guardiola. He responded as such. Next time they will do it better. They didn't get me. They tried, but they didn't get me. They got out <laughs> on the coach years ago, but not this time. They didn't get me. 
<laughs> he turns full Donald Trump. Like take it's amazing. Yeah. Take the context and like let's call it like a blind quote. If I just read they didn't get me, they tried, but they didn't get me. Which public figure could I be could I be talking about? Right. It's, yeah, it's yeah. insane. Absolutely. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Who Love hurt it. him as a young child? Well, he's he is um it's 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 this characteristic that he has that he he's usually very composed, but he has these moments where he just snaps and he can't take it. And then you know the the fame like Mourinho getting under his skin uh, before an El Clasico, mm-hmm. and he just absolutely goes off, calling him all sorts of swear words, all this, that, and the other. And people are like, "Whoa, Pep's got a little little fire in him." And you can see that fire, and he's he's a competitor through and through. And I love that love that about him. Uh, I mean, Mount Rushmore, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, gotta be. And what I love so much is that. When these two teams come together, sometimes you get like, I think back to last season when they played at the Etihad, it was like top, top level of football. I'd say that's half the time. The other half of the time, like this past game, I think it's a bona fide pickup game. You get the two best teams in the world and arguably the best coaches in the world, and they just serve up chaos for 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that Three that- on one fast breaks, one on one from a goalkeeper kickoff. It's it's crazy, and that's that actually suited Liverpool. Liverpool needed chaos. Yeah, a composed game. Both t- the city's picking them apart. Liverpool needed to, you know, it's kind of similar to boxing, right? They need to make that a dirty boxing match, right? They need to get in there, just kind of get in a little scrum. Yeah, how many times um, can we hold? Yeah, Darwin Nunez should have been doing. He should have started just really mixing it up. Darwin's like, donkeys ringing mm-hmm. true. Right, exactly, exactly. But Liverpool. Moving on, yeah. James, what are we feeling about them, buying or selling? I know we've been doing a lot of buying, Patrick. And honestly, I think this is probably the hottest stonk on the market right now. you got to be buying Liverpool. The tide is turning. You can feel it. Not just from Man City, but they got the follow-up grit win against West Ham. Klopp's out here asking for red cards from refs to hit the showers. He's playing that all the cards are against him. Salah's back amongst the goals. Trent came back after like a couple days out after being diagnosed for a couple months. I don't know what happened there. There's got to be an inquest for my fantasy team. But uh, I, I, I think this, this Liverpool team is going one way and it is it was folly. It was folly to think that they weren't going to finish in the top four. Granted, I'm saying that they're still seventh place, but we got a long, long season ahead of us, and I do think they're out of the title race. I don't think we've formally discussed this on the podcast. I think that's that's over, but they're only going up from seventh, Patrick. No, you'd have to think so. Um, you'd have to think so. But James, believe it or not, I'm actually selling Liverpool right now. Talk to and me. Yeah, I am, and I am. I'm. I wasn't convinced in the city win. I thought they they gave it a lot. They've been fortunate. I just I just feel like something is off with them. They don't feel. You're getting convincing. false dawn vibes. I. They don't. Nothing feels convincing about what Liverpool have done this season. I think that they've got a lot of holes. The World Cup is going to be a weird. I. I think that they'll actually be better after the World Cup. But they've got they've got some tricky fixtures in the Champions League in in Ajax and Napoli. Uh, they've got. Uh, they've got to go to Tottenham, which I think is going to be a difficult game for Tottenham them at home on the road, right? Um, <laughs> and every other game that they should they should do fine. So again, I again I'm kind of measuring Liverpool still against the title race because here's my thought, James. I don't think they're out of the title race. 
right? Because if we if we measure the title race, this is hilarious to say, but if we measure the title race against City, they're seven points off City. They were way further off City, way deeper into the season last year when they made the run that they did. And so I'm not going to write them off, but right now they're just too chaotic for me. So I have to be selling them. And I'm looking at this kind of pre-World Cup. I just, it just, it feels chaotic to me. And I, I'm, this is a, this is so an instinct play. This is an instinct play. I'm confused. Are you telling me they're, they're in the title race, but you're selling? Yeah, I'm looking at this kind of on a little more short term, right? I'm, it's like kind of like a day trader. I think I'm going to buy them after the World Cup. Short, before the World Cup, short I'm them. short. I'm short, <laughs> I'm short before the World Cup, but I'm long come Boxing Day. So I'm it's just hands. about... Yeah, it's just, yeah. Um, the yeah. My parents still call me the investor. Uh, so solid Diaz and Nunez all injured. I'm sitting on them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I um, they're a tough team to figure out. But I, again, I, I'm I think that they'll be fine. I agree with you, James. I think that they are they are a favorite to me to finish top four. They are not a favorite in the title race. I'm just saying I'm not willing to rule them out just because of how close. They, like if it's been this chaotic and they're still that close mm-hmm. to City. We, we got a lot of football left to play. And so I think oh. they'll get it sorted after the World Cup. I think they'll have more of a singular focus as individuals. You know, I think the individuals are distracted. And this is a, a classic Stephen A. Smith. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but I'm <laughs> going to make some personal assumptions about these these men as people. I'm just going to put on a cowboy hat and call it a day. Cowboy hat, put a cigar in my mouth, never light it. I'm a just, coward. Just laugh. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's just, it's it's a team that I can't, I'm not bullish on, James. Mm-hmm. Not bullish. Well, I've made a lot of claims about Liverpool one way or another, but you just best believe if by some miracle they do end up winning the title this year, I'm going to go back to our preview podcast and just milk Why that. wouldn't you? Milk Why wouldn't it. you? Milk it. Yeah. Never changed my mind. Patrick, sitting right below Liverpool, we're looking at a Brighton team with a new manager. Not only that, we're looking at a Brighton team that hasn't scored in three games. And they're about to go play City and Chelsea. Deserby ball is smelling a little stinky to me. So I'm selling them. I'm selling Brighton. I don't think they're going to have any kind of bounce back. I think Potter got them to crazy heights and they're feeling the thin air. Akin to that of a Denver and Broncos country. I think it's time for Brighton to ride all the way down the table. That was, that was poetic, James. I'm not going to... They call me the Peter the- Drury of this podcast. You're Danny Higginbotham. I'll, no, I, I'll, I'll take Lee Dixon. Did you hear, like, Lee Dixon for me, can we just pause on Lee Dixon? Today, I just threw on the game, you know, work, just threw it on. The first thing that I hear um, is just Lee Dixon saying, you know, I know I never bothered going to the ref and trying to get Never used to ask books, for yellow cards. Because I could just, that could just mean I could do the same thing to him and I wouldn't get booked. And then the commentator didn't even address it and just moved on to the next thing. I'm like, you know, that's that's just Lee Dixon right in the That's Dixon right the yelling just, at Cloud. Is he the closest thing we got to Charles Barkley in the football world? Uh, just kind of says whatever he wants. And is I, like, I, have sometimes, to, I have to think Nico Cantor is closer. No, but I don't, I, I don't, no disrespect to the friend of the pod. I just, I, I don't think he has the acumen. Fair enough. Okay, fair enough. I, I think of it in the sense of I'm going to open my mouth and see where it ends. Right. Oh, Nico's the goat at that. There's yeah. no one better. But back to Brighton, James. You're absolutely right. You have to be selling. Um, great game against Liverpool, kind of the first game after Potter. And you're like, whoa, is this team for real? Then a tight loss to Tottenham. You can kind of excuse that. Uh, and then it's the draw 
the draw to um, the forest, the home to nil nil draw to forest that really kills me, James. It's the that's the one for me that just uh, and and they lost to Newcastle as well. Or no, was it Brentford? It was Brentford. They lost to Brentford in there as well. It's just it's just these. It's getting to the point where I'm starting to say, yep, I don't I don't think that um, they've got it completely put together, and those scoring boots might be going cold. You know, we were talking about how we thought they were punching up, and I kind of do. You got to sell. I, I a team that I was looking at, saying, man, they might actually compete for Europe, is now thinking like, man, they really shame. got a tough road to get in there, and and also they they do have Arsenal in the cup in that stretch, and so mm-hmm. on the road to Wolves won't be easy, and they should beat Villa at home, but that's the last game out of these five games, and if they keep the, if they hit some if they get the results that we might expect that they get, uh, I mean, that's tough. Yeah, that's real tough. They could be in a woeful woeful form kind of by the end of this run right before right, right before the world cup but they might actually benefit from the break as well i'd watch them coming out because i do think there's quality in this side okay. that you can work with yeah. um and maybe he just needs some time to figure that piece out should have yeah, a lot maybe, of players maybe he'll the world spend cup. some time yeah maybe he'll spend some time with the team over the break and it is a shame because we always do like that plucky underdog who's playing around those top seven places Used to be Brighton. I don't think they're going to be there anymore. And and Newcastle, to me, just because of their riches, their newfound riches, doesn't strike me as that kind of underdog story. Although, see, although you know, seeing Newcastle in Europe is a bit of a return to former glory, which is cool in its own right. But I would have liked, you know, a Brightford or a Brightford, right. a Brighton or a Brentford up there. Still, just the one loss uh, for Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Good defense. Six draws though. Six. Draws. Great defense. Great defense. Honestly, I'd be impressed if anyone could break them down. Would you? Yeah, sure would. Okay. Uh, Who we got here? Crystal Palace, Patrick. This was one you picked out uh, particularly, Mm -hmm. which was interesting to me because they're sitting in 10th place. Last season, they finished 12th. Before that, 14th. Before that, 14th. Before that, 12th. Before that, 11th. They're in 10th right now. I, you know, meet the new boss, same as the old boss, Patrick Vieira. I think he does some nice things, but I, I think this is just a quintessential palace side and palace season. I'm probably selling because I see them. If they're going anywhere, I'd probably say a little bit lower, but uh, I didn't know what to make heads or tails of this one. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm selling James for now. Right, this is another team I'm, I'm keeping my eye on because I think they've won. They're, they're not won. They're unbeaten in their last three. Mm-hmm. They're, you look at their fixtures. There's no kind of calamitous losses, but there's also no real statement wins yet. So it's it is like identity wise, it's tough to pick up what this team is. They don't yeah, score a they? lot. They don't score a lot. They don't give up a lot of goals. They are bang on mid table, which is I think a fair place for what they should be. But here's the thing, James: four games to close out. There was this the before the break. Three of those games on the road, and they are winless on the road. There's something that is just missing from this team away from home. Their home game is at Southampton. That's not a gimme either. So I think that we're going to see a slide out of them uh, going going into the to the break. And I do think that they'll be fine because I think I agree with you. Nailed on mid table side, but they're a side for me that I think we're going to learn. You know, if there's more to this side, right? Because Vieira mm-hmm. I think had a very good you know first first season with them. Uh, outperformed, I think, many expectations. Did improve the place in the table. We were looking, can we hold that? Can we can we do an uptick when you didn't really lose? You know, I mean, you lost Connor Gallagher. That was that was really the only loss. You kept most of the same side. Maybe that was a big big loss, but they're just they're just average, and maybe that's just where they'll be 
forever, <laughs> but that bores me. So I'm selling them for now. Want to see them go a little bit lower, um, but I do think I, I think they're one to keep an eye on. If you remember, James, early in the season, I said they'd be hanging around the Europa League spots uh, to the end of the season. So I, I I still have some high hopes for them. I think there's okay. some class and quality in that side. I think of all the stonks in the Premier League, they're one of the sturdiest. They probably pay dividends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The conservative investor. Mm-hmm. Well, Patrick, looking at these last three teams we've picked out, talking about knowing what to expect. In 15th place, we find Everton. And Patrick, for me, it's time to buy. And that is not an endorsement of Fat Frank. <laughs> I would go so far as to say we've got Dead Man Walking music this Saturday at Goodison. We've got really? Dead- I think we got dead man walking music. If permit me one second here, they lose at home to crystal palace. The general malaise about the club. I could see it. I could see it. They've only scored more than once one time so far this season. They are nursing a Calvert Lewin back to health and their backup in that sense is Solomon Rondon and the kid in Gordon and I think it's going to take a little bit of an injection of a new manager bounce, and then you'll see them shooting back up the table uh, in, in good time. So I do feel like it's a good time to buy for Everton. So, James, I agree with you. I'm buying. I'm buying all day long in Everton, but I disagree on one thing. I'm sipping the Fat Frank milkshake. <laughs> Here's why. I don't think any of the – they've lost three games on the trot. A little concerning, right? But I look at these three games – that was hosting Manchester United. I did not think they were particularly poor in that. I thought they played fine in that game. Away to Tottenham, they you know that's a very very tough fixture for them. And away to Newcastle, not an easy game to win. If you look at their run into the World Cup, they have Palace, Fulham, Leicester, Burnmouth. Those are all very winnable, very winnable games and games that would well that's the expectation right separate them right right. And so what I'm I think they could find themselves in the top half of the table with this with this run under um, Frank. Under Frank, I think that they're playing. They are playing better than their last three games of form would indicate. They need yeah. to find their goal scoring boots. They absolutely do. But he's got, especially at Goodison, there's an energy in Goodison that I I, I don't think you fire the manager over. I think that there is a connection between the players, the team. There's an underdog mentality. There's kind of a Everybody in it together seems to have a good relationship with the fans when they're playing in Goodison. And they've got the Palace games at Goodison, the Leicester games at Goodison. They, of course, have to go on the road to Fulham and Burnmouth, but whatever, figure it out. Figure out how to beat Fulham or Burnmouth away from home. And they, sh- they should be doing the rest of those other games. We just talked about Palace, how poor they are away from home. Leicester, we're going to get into, but we don't, need, we don't need to spoil it. They're an utter disaster. So that should be a very, very winnable game. And again, I. I would I would agree with you that if they go through this stretch very poorly, Frank right. should have his um, his 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 job his marching in, orders into jeopardy. Um, I don't think that's I don't think that's this <laughs> this weekend. I think it's kind of a let's I would at this point I would give it to the break with any manager in the whole in the whole league anybody mm-hmm. who's on the chopping block. Let's get your game sorted, and then we'll if I need somebody new, I'm going to get somebody new and give them the the break to get things sorted yeah. before they throw them into the fire. I, I, for one, think Lampard and Gerrard should do a Freaky Friday. <clears throat> I think that would be fun for everybody. I think it would be fun for everybody but Everton and Villa fans. Uh, <laughs> but it, 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 would be, it would be an interesting um, 
Just keep giving them yeah. Premier League manager opportunities. Anyway, we're in the villa long enough, Patrick. I've got Bring, dead man yeah. walking music away to Fulham for Steven Gerrard. Mm. I think this one could be Songs playing his across life. the country. Yep. That that tune, that tune. oh familiar tune, is going to be ringing out from the Midlands to Merseyside. And a way to Fulham, Patrick, you have to imagine if that is a loss. That's going to be Gerard's head a-rolling back to the pub. Because I've got bye for Villa with the expectation of a managerial change. We all know their aspirations are bigger than this. The way that they're playing, it's not acceptable. I know they've been unlucky with injuries to some extent. But I've seen grown men punch off the heads of cardboard cutout Steven Gerrard's in their own homes. And when it gets mm. to that point on Twitter, you know the end is nigh. And that is what you buy. That's real sad. Um, can you can you send me those those videos? Uh, just to, I want to feel the the depth of human emotion. But James, of course, we're selling here. I'm gonna file sure them under yeah. when internet cuts out. <laughs> I'm not sure they're gonna win again before before the break, right? I think home to Brentford, I rate as their best opportunity. Uh, Steve Gerrard was just sit, sitting here before the, uh, was it the. Was it the Chelsea match? Was it, Who did they just play? One of the bigger sides with Chelsea. They just play. lost to Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. Um, he said in an interview before, Chelsea should be coming here to kind of win 3 What was nil. that about? That was insanity. It's not going to rally the troops, bro. That was insanity. They fired Dean Smith for this. This is a joke. This Dean is where Smith, I think... Dean Smith did not die for this. No, this is where... I, and Fulham's, Fulham away for Villa, tough game. It's a tough game. Not a, not a game where they can get on there and spec three points, and especially with the discrepancy in the table. And then if they were to come out of that, hosting Brentford, not easy. Newcastle away, that's a loss. Hosting United, that's a loss. And then I guess they got they go to Brighton as well. Like This, this is not an easy run. Gerrard's getting fired before the World Cup if Villa have any sort of stones from their upper management, which they clearly did any with how they handled smith and their kind of communication after Grealish. i rate that front office as a good front office they made a bad decision in gerrard and then you know they need to rectify that with a new manager i'm i'm is it, this might be sean dyke's music if i'm honest and i would love for that whoa so you've got tushel and pochettino on the market and and you're smelling dyche well you're 17th on the table what's 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 you think Tuchel or Pochettino take take that job? I guess for the money and the if they get ch- promised a budget, maybe. But seventeenth, yeah, Ooh. maybe, maybe not Tuchel. Uh, but I do think Pochettino is at that stage in his career that he would take on an Aston Villa job. Yes, he's in a weird spot where it's like I think the clubs that he wants aren't looking for him, so mm-hmm. he might ha- he might have to aim lower. It's a cruel twist of fate when you realize you have to lower your standards. Yes, James. Yes. Speaking generally. Yes. Leicester, 20th place. Uh, Patrick, I feel like this stonks 101. They will never be in a lower position than they are right now. There is no room to sell. It just can't happen. So we buy. I'm selling Leicester, James. Okay, tell me more about that. Brandon Rogers just said their goal is to get 40 points. Uh (laughs) Like what? He, oh, like, yeah. I, oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. What? what? Like, it is the most baffling thing. Ever. He, he's like reading the book on how to demotivate your workers. 
That's what he's reading right now. Oh, he Patrick, I think he's looking at the fine print of the contract, which is like walking out versus getting fired. I think that's where we're at with, with Brandon. He's 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 trying to get he's trying to get himself fired. Yeah. I think so as well. Hundred percent. He's office spacing luster. There is no other tactic here that makes any sort of uh, sense. I every game that they play is a losing opportunity. They've they've conceded more goals than anybody in the league, and we've had teams give up nine goals in a game. Leicester are very, they're a very sad team because we've seen them not replace their good players and just go to a more bootleg and more bootleg version of a Leicester team until you get what you have now. And yeah, we, you know, when um, I was sick and my voice was weird, I made that great point about the the financial peril that they're in outside of football. And I think, you know, I can understand that from a... That was a good week. Good week for the pod. It really was. And I... You know, when I was doing all of that research, I just found like, man, that's from a business perspective, I can understand that. But it's just sad from a club that there's no other club that represents, you know, David in the David versus uh, Goliath uh, fairy tale as mm-hmm. well as Lester does. Mm-hmm. You know, and that they, they are kind of a model and have been a model of consistent performance for those smaller clubs. And so this is this is what we can do. Right. We saw we've seen Wolves. We've seen um, what was the the club that got yeeted out? Sheffield United finishing like the top eight. Burnley did it. Uh, you know Newcastle's yeah. up there again. We we've seen these teams come up out of the championship with ambition, and Leicester's proven that path. So they're such a positive model for me. This would be a real shame for me if they um, got yeeted out of the league this year, James. It'd be a real real shame. So I'd like for them to fire Brennan Rodgers. Maybe this is the home for Sean Dyche that maybe makes a little bit more sense given their budget and the way of football that they probably need to play to go get themselves some results here. Yeah, it's Maybe interesting. That's I feel like fit. they have too many good players to play dice ball, but uh, yeah, maybe so. I, I, I'm just, I am ready no matter where it is to have Sean Deitch back in our lives. 100%. It doesn't 100%. matter it's just, where it just, is. That's just good. Yeah. That's just good. Yeah, it doesn't matter where it is. Just get him over here. Uh, so you're selling... I'm buying on the pure basis that I don't think they're finishing 20th. I do think it can get worse before okay. it gets better. All right. Interesting. Very Day trading, interesting. baby. Day trading. That is... <laughs> okay. Patrick, dishonorable mention. Spurs. Oh, yeah, they don't even make almost. our... In our arbitrary list of hand-selected teams, they're not in that list. They're in a different list that is dishonorable mention... Um, this is an interesting one on the back of their old Trafford embarrassment, yet another away test to a big team that they failed with flying colors. I'm even starting to see some anti Conte sentiment no. in the Tottenham space. Just talking about their gross ball. Like, is this with, is this in official chats? Cause I think the biggest risk of playing that kind of football and losing big games is you lose the, you lose the buy-in of the, the club, or is yeah. this more on the fan base that you're, you're speaking? I'm talking about I'm talking about the fan base and probably the more fickle side. But the problem with Conti ball, the problem with Mourinho ball, is it only works when you win trophies. And granted, they will have opportunities coming up to do that. But if you sit through, okay, so you sit through a Conti victory, grind it out, one nil, two nil, win, and you're like. Okay, it's getting results. It's getting results. It's a lot harder to swallow when you've just got bodied 2-0 against United. You're like, well, what was all that for? 
Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a harder style of football to watch. So I'm not saying I'm not saying on the back of one, maybe two games, including the one against Arsenal, that Conte's not working at Spurs. Quite the contrary. They're, they had a chance to go into second place today. They're tied. Mm-hmm. Or, well, yeah, yeah, I guess on point different or on a goal difference. So, yes, yeah, so, so they're still in a very good position, right? So for that reason, I'm saying bye because I think a lot of the sentiment around Spurs is going to be particularly negative today about what mm-hmm. their ceiling is. And I'm just saying this is Spurs, baby. This is what they do. You're going to have some highs. You're going to have some lows. So when you're feeling the lows, you got to buy because I think Spurs are going to bounce back strongly until the next big test where they bottle it. Yeah, and I think that that's the <clears> challenge, right, is getting yourself through kind of that, I guess, that emotional piece where they have they have won. Ev- like they're, They've lost to, to, to Arsenal and to United. They've tied Chelsea and West Ham. All of those games away from home. They've won every other game, mm-hmm. and so I think that what they have is a, is a they have a formula that is meant to get long term success. And you know, on certain days against tougher tests, they've clearly they're clearly committed to playing that brand of football, no matter the the opponent, right? They'll even sit in and kind of see out what was it, um, what was the game that they played right before this was it Everton until they Everton. got the late second goal. That yeah. was a that was a relatively sweaty performance out of them, though. Everton didn't get a shot on target. They didn't threaten one bit. So they're just very, very strong and kind of forceful in their defense. They just snuff out a lot of these opponents. Uh, but they invite pressure. And if teams are up for that and they want to they wanna just pile it on, they're gonna, they can force them to absorb that. I don't think Everton had the mm-hmm. – the, the, they, they weren't you know, nearly – we just spoke on them, right? Nearly as lethal as they, they need to be to be able to put that type of pressure on onto a Spurs uh, side. But – you know, I I'm, I got to buy as well, James, because I think that they, like Spurs, don't have, you know, may talk about like the the uh, the aesthetics of their performances. I don't think they really have bad performances, right? That, they weren't good today, but they're in the game, you know, because of the way that they play. And so I think that they're going to be in a lot of games. They're 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 very very strong in this top four race. Still probably a favorite of mine to finish in the top four. Uh, I guess I haven't really thought too much about where I would draw the line right now, but I'd, I still have to rate them, James. I think buying is buying is right, especially against the court of public opinion because yeah. the snooze fest tactics are going to drive people to, to be haters. Mm-hmm. And with Conti, you have every chance of filling that trophy cabinet with literally anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how are they doing in <clears throat> Champions League? I know they had one they'll loss. Go through. So they'll, they'll go through. They'll go through. Yeah, okay. they'll be just fine. Just okay, Patrick, fine. into our seggies. Freak of the week. Creme de la creme. Freak of the week. Freak of the week. The freak of the week. The freak of the week. It's the freak of the week. Wow, what a freak. So here's my freak. I've got Leicester fans with birthdays. Leicester fans with birthdays, Patrick. They have refunded and stopped all stadium billboard birthday announcements for the home games because they got too many requests for shout-out to names like Zach Rogers and Brenda Nout. <laughs> they put a kibosh on birthdays. Apologies is- to, to Nout, Brenda out there. I hope she has a fantastic birthday. Wow. You know, you like to be inclusive of all birthdays. 
Uh, and man, what, what's the, aren't the British known for the banter, James? Shouldn't they be able to handle this? It's hilarious. It's hilarious. <laughs> I think it's a bit of a PR management situation more than anything. Yeah, I suppose. I if suppose. every if every other happy birthday uh, to Brenda Nout. <laughs> yeah, if every other sign going up there is just slagging off the the head coach, I, I think you got to put a stop to that at some point. I'm good on them for catching it because I think Zach Rogers, I might not, I might have let slide. Yeah, Zach Rogers will sneak in there. Brenda Nout. Is <laughs> <laughs> that one's tougher? <laughs> that one's tougher. Miss Brendan out. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful, James. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. How about how about yourself, James? I come to you today with a somber message because my freak of the week is me. Oh, I'm giving it to myself um, because James. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been a little bit more competitive in our fantasy Premier League. And had a lot of Arsenal and City players in my team. Got creative. Played my free hit. Uh, but I didn't change my starting lineup. You're and bold. So, yeah, you're bold for bringing it up. Because I actually went and had a look at what you did this week. And it was nothing short of a train wreck. It was a disaster class, James. And, you know, to be at the top, you got to be at the top. And uh, I expect better out of myself. You really uh, are the Arsenal a, of our of our fantasy league. Well, no, I'm not in first place. So, you were. I think I'm more like... But you're well, you're from the future. You're you're oh, Arsenal sure, sure. of Christmas future. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm you just... started you started a Manchester City defender named Josh Wilson Esbrand, and uh, yeah. Manchester City did not play this week, and he's a reserve. He's the cheapest talk, guy. Talk me through. Yeah, talk me through that one. Well, I'm just saying the freak reason is I played the free hit, got the team sorted. I just didn't change the starting lineup. I left I left Anthony on the bench. He only got three points. I'm just that three points could be big, yeah. And I got Diop tomorrow. Let's see how that goes. Right. I'm just I saying. Mean, you, there's, you, you picked up Cafu. A, Did you think that was like the the other Cafu? This is he was some, also meant to be bench fodder here, James. The free hit is a one week here. thing. Okay. All yeah, right. It's a one week thing where okay. I was just trying to take advantage, and I and I, and I missed the moment. Patrick, I yeah. feel like you're just choosing legends of the past. Tati and Cafu. James, here's the reason I'm the freak, right? Think I make a big brain move, and then I've got to. I've got to come in and wear, wear the I'm an idiot sticker on my chest. So Well, also, unfortunately, you know, Son, Kane, Sala, Firmino, no, nobody scored out of those guys. And that's not, that's not your fault. Right, no. No, the rest, the rest of the um, – but the thing is, James, you know, I got Nigel in the crosshairs, and you, can, you just can't make a mistake like this. No, it's a tough stumble. The, when he's got the tough pivot tables well. working and he's the midweek games, I know he's firing. So – I just got to be better, so I'm giving the freak a freak to me. Okay, very big of you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, beast of the week. Huge beast. Huge beast. What a beast. It's the beast of the week. Wow, look at that beast. Why don't, James, why don't you go I'm going to give... Uh, yeah, thank you for seeding this. I'm actually going to give the Beast of the Week to, to me as well. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> I'm giving my Beast of the Week to your boy, Eric Ten Hag. Um, so I actually looked this up, James. Um, but in Dutch, uh, his name loosely translates to Eric has a hog the size of ten hogs. And where it, I think this came to fruition today after this brilliant performance, Ronaldo's doing his little... 
you know, had to go to the bathroom. I'm sure he'll tweet tomorrow. But just, you know, a little 38-year-old you know, temper tantrum. going to say, wait till the real story comes out. Yeah. Uh, but just, we'll deal with... We'll deal with Ronaldo tomorrow, like like the child he is. Yeah, just just big old cojones on the man in charge. This team's needed some accountability, needed somebody to, to to set the tone, lay down the law, and you know prove that nobody's bigger than the club. And if you're willing to put Cristiano Ronaldo in your place, you're sending a message to everybody that puts on the shirt that no one's bigger than the club. So beast of the week for me is going to Eric Ten Hogs. Wow, Mr. Ten Hogs himself, from an Arsenal fan no less. It's uh. You've got to be chuffed with this. Surely appreciated. Patrick, you know I was on Ten Hog from the start. Um, mm-hmm. I I honestly, this might be completely delusional, but I think, you know, we talk about all the negatives that come with social media and their undoubted unraveling of the fabric of society as we know it. But one positive to social media is I think United fans got the Glazers to hire Ten Hog over Pochettino. I really, I really in my brain believe that. That's a... It was that's so, wild. It says a lot about the Glazers if that's the case. It, I really do believe it because Pochettino was the favorite forever, and that that's lodged in that's lodged in like real reports. Pochettino, mm-hmm. lead horse, lead horse, lead horse. Mm. And there was they they did these ridiculous like fan surveys, um, <laughs> kind of like <laughs> it's like who would you hire? And it was like ten hog ninety percent, Pochettino ten percent. Anyway. All that to say, I'm happy we got our guy. It's not just... I I think this was the best example of Ten Hog Ball. Um, but uh, the reason I say it is I don't think it's just because of the way he plays. I think it's the clear, soft authority and, and line that he's towed with his players where it's like not Mourinho full-on, I'm like basically like the autocrat here. He's struck this nice balance between like shoulder to cry on comfort and giving them the stick when they need it. And you saw it with the way he handled the Ronaldo situation, not just this, but the entire season. And also Luke Shaw doing an interview where he's like, yeah, I, I was shit and 10 hog pulled me out and it was the right call. And I worked hard and now, now I'm like back in the team. So stuff like well, that. Yeah, he's, he's got England duty coming up, which means Shaw's about to be clicking up until mm-hmm. this world cup. And then mm-hmm. he'll come back and, and revert back. And then it's Malasia time, baby. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But you ride, ride Shaw right now. I'm riding Shaw Berto Carlos. You better yeah. believe it. Pre-World uh, Cup, that man is invincible. Patrick, I got two beasts for you. A double Please. beast. The first is the Premier League YouTube highlights. Um, they've been revamped. They used to be nothing short of a disaster, Patrick. These highlight videos. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I used to frequent them, you know, sometimes in preparation for this pod. We can't watch every game. Uh Patrick, they used to show substitutions like it was a rule, like their highlights would be every substitution that the team made and they would leave out. Oh, I mean, you know how much I hate it when the camera doesn't cut away to the action that's happening and they they linger on a replay. These highlights, they would they would take out the build up to the goal like it didn't matter. They would always get the last pass and then the goal going in. And I tell you what, it grinded my gears. Mm. Didn't like it. Hated it. Anyway, they've revamped it. They've revamped it. They honestly spend probably a little too much time in the tunnel now. They have like two minutes of tunnel action before the players <laughs> come out. Uh, but that's okay. I can fast forward for a reason. You know what? I can't get back the buildup in the goals that they mm-hmm. leave out. You know, I can let me choose how to scrub through your video. I'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. So, you know, they've, they've added a bit more buffer. These are true extended highlights. Um, 
anyway, really pleased with them. Really pleased That's with great. them. That's yeah. great. I'd love to give them a firm handshake, shake my hand. Well done. You noticed a problem and you resolved it. My Four second... is important. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks for that. Second, second beast after that interruption. The spirit of, wow, uh, what a segue, unknowingly on your part. For me, Patrick, the spirit of Louis Van Hal lives on at Man United. Um, he did not lay down a willing philosophy, but he did lay down horny football, the tenets of horny football. And today, Lissandro Martinez said, every team that comes here, we know we need to be hard for them, you know? <laughs> So Louis Van Howe, wherever he was, sipping his Dutch wine, um, you know, I think he felt like he had a little part to play in the game today. Yeah, well, yeah. And then um, good on Lissandro Martinez, um, just shutting down. Must have been very off little for Harry Kane. The little munchkin narrative, just to be fitting, fitting England's, England's captain right there in his little pocket. Yeah, it is pretty reductive to right off a player because he's under six feet but it is funny were. though but it but memes it is it's it's funny yeah look at the size of that fucker <laughs> <laughs> oh it's too good it's too good okay men of culture we are the men of culture men of culture Ooh, that's cultural. Patrick, I've got two. Would you like me to bookend what I imagine is your one? No, why don't you go first with the foreplay, and then I'll take the uh, the regular play. And then, okay, so you want me to do both of mine? Just shoot, mm-hmm. you want me to just empty the clip? Okay. Yep. Patrick, Karim Benzema, with the probably the most anticlimactic Ballon d'Or ever, um... I did not know it was happening on that day. I read the news headline and I was like, yeah, congrats. Probably deserved having won the double in a non-international competition year. That being La Liga and the Champions League. He was pretty irrepressible in that Champions League run up. And here's my take, Patrick. I think it's the, I think it's the last time a player not named Holland or Mbappe wins it for the next five years. I think we are in our full-on transition period. The Lewandowski's, mm. the Lewandowski's, and the Benzema sort of carried the torch from Messi and uh, and Ronaldo, but they're old in their own right. So I do think it is time for the next wave. Yeah, you see, I kind of um, I got to disagree with you there. Okay, got to disagree with you there because Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> no, we it's they they say it's an individual award, but it's not, and they change the criteria every year whether they wanted to give it to Ronaldo or Messi. But in a World Cup year. You know, basically, for for Holland can't win the World Cup, so he's not going to win the Ballon d'Or, even if he is the best. Is player that in the really world. a criteria? In a World Cup year, I think it would be. Yeah, and I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at uh, uh, Mbappe finishing finishing sixth and Holland finishing tenth. So you know, I think know, his numbers are going to be that unignorable, Patrick. Perhaps, perhaps, but I think at the end of the day, he's going to need some of that club success as well. And for Manchester City, I think that club success needs to find, be found in Europe. So I think fair. without a Champions That's League. Fair. Without but, a I, Champions but I said League, what I said. You did. Without a Champions League, I, I I I struggle to believe that he'd win that. And then Mbappe, can PSG win the Champions League? I think if he wins with France, he does great. Sure, especially while but, he's cursed. 
he's got to yeah that's actually fair the curse that should bump him up a couple the Pogba, of yeah the pogba curse and i would say james i believe that they are the favorites but i think that's a this is a bold claim that we're entering the new kind of messy ronaldo tit for tat balon or era um i think that that's it's a it's a good shout they're definitely the two favorites but i think there's enough there's enough superstars in the world that they'll have some contention i think someone else will sneak in 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 the mix there i don't think they're gonna go five for five but well we'll see that, in time it's for you to disagree it is it's your right it is your right uh patrick my second one is barcelona since they sold their soul to spotify they had the wherewithal to let <laughs> them design a special kit featuring drake's ovial owl on the front of their shirt for the el Clasico, which is an all-time low awareness low iq move like yep. do, do they know anything about this man and what he does to sports teams yeah, that's probably why Arsenal played so bad. He slapped the parlay on us. Oh. I don't know if you saw that. No, I mean, I you think I make some dumb parlays? This man makes some dumb parlays. I mean, he's, he's got, got the he's got the money to parlay whatever he wants. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But I'll win one day. Uh, yeah, I think we all I think we all saw this ending in tears for Barcelona. I am loving it that they're virtually eliminated from the Champions League. We'll see them in the Europa League. We'll see Frankie down there, and yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than I'm loving it. Oh, and Rodrigo on Twitter after beating them in the El Clasico said God's plan, which was just <laughs> like the last the last shovel of dirt on top of it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. L- love a little bit of little banter. Um, James, love it. My um my men of culture was about Benzema winning the Bologna or so in a kind of you know, pivot I'm going to talk about uh, Sadio, Sadio Mane, won the Socrates Award, so congrats to Mane. What's the Socrates my, Award? I don't know. It doesn't have a description, but that's what he won. <laughs> <laughs> there's not, there's just, it's just him on the list. I don't know if anyone uh, else was up for it, but he won it. Surely you can click on that and tell me what it means. No, it's unclickable. There's not even a main article. There's a main article for the Ashen Trophy, the Jared Mueller Trophy, the Copa Trophy, all of them. The Socrates um, Award. Yeah, there's the Socrates Award. Is that named after the Arsenal defender or the Greek philosopher? Probably the Brazilian footballer, who is much better than the both of them. <laughs> but who's to say, James? Who's to say? Uh, Socrates, probably the, Greek. the philosopher, probably wasn't great at football. You're right. Yeah, it's also not spelled like Socrates Papadopoulos. So <laughs> we move. <laughs> we move. <laughs> On to goal of the week. And this is a weird one because I don't exactly know when we're setting the cap on what we can choose from, but I kept it simple personally. I'm going Almiron against Everton. And this is more because I want to follow up with this storyline. You know, it was a good goal, no disrespect, but this is purely because I wanted to say this, this next thing. Um, I don't know if you recall Patrick, but there was a drunken Manchester city day uh, celebration day parade where Jack Grealish, Bernardo Silva, Mares are all in front of the camera probably a few a few Stellas deep, and Grealish pulls Mares into the camera, and he said, Pep told you to go off. You were playing like Almiron, <laughs> which, is, uh, <laughs> which is a kill shot. <laughs> professional to professional. This is, uh, Un- this is, this undeniably is, hilarious. Yeah, this is undeniably hilarious is just banter king. Um, You're playing like Almiron, a fellow pro. Couldn't, yeah, couldn't, couldn't point out England on a map of England. No. No. Yeah, this this guy's a he's a he's a gem and we should cherish him. Well, 
I wonder how long City fans will cherish him, Patrick, because I've got Almiron scoring more goals for Newcastle this season. He has five in the Premier League. Little little Miggy from Paraguay is on fire. Uh, great for him. Grealish yeah. has four in his two Premier League seasons for City. So, wow. who is really playing like Almiron? Mm. Well, Almiron, he's playing better than Grealish. Uh, anyway, my goal of the week, James, again, kind of a weird one. Um, I went with last weekend the Ivan Tony backheel against against Brighton nice uh, and i feel like nice. this is going to be one of the last backheel goals that i award so i want to call it out i just think that they're happening more regularly i think people got a little bit more flexible over the years and that little that little flick with the ball coming mm-hmm. low and hard across the box i just feel like it used to be maybe once or twice a <laughs> season you'd see that and now it's um almost all the time but i think it's tony in his like long gangly legs made that look pretty slick and pretty sweet and is getting my goal of the week. In a week where we had some goals, some bigger ones, but just nothing was... Nothing was screaming Nothing really grabbed me. Yeah, yeah nothing, nothing really grabbed me. I agree, and that is a worthy goal of the week, Patrick. Well done. Thank you. Well Thank done. You. Degenerate District. Welcome to the Degenerate District. Step right up, step right up, come get a ticket at the Degenerate District. Time to spin the wheel in the Degenerate District. Welcome to the Degenerate District. James, lock of the week. We're getting back. We're getting back to basics. Doing a big dog's got to eat parlay. I feel like you Uh, say this every single week. You plus literally the same script. Back to basics. <laughs> plus one forty. Well, I've been off the air for a couple weeks. You Did don't we know ever what leave I've been up the to. Basics. Yeah. Um we'll 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 see in the later segments. But Man City over Brighton, Liverpool over Forest, and Arsenal over Southampton at a little plus one forty, a little bit more than you deserve to eat for breakfast, but you're gonna get it when all three of these teams in the form that they're in getting things done. Uh, my meatball of the week, James. I'm going with Newcastle over Spurs. I don't love this bet, if I'm honest with you, but I think Newcastle are the type of team that are going to bring the game to Spurs. They are going to engage in the type of game that we have seen Spurs struggle with, which is kind of a team that is willing to attack their low block. And I think that Newcastle have the quality to compete. They've done so against other big sides. So plus 255 here for my meatball. And then my donkey, James, I got some weird ones here. Mm -hmm. So I got a 0-0 result, Leicester at Wolves. Leicester is shit. Wolves can't score. Wolves can defend. Double goose. I think think it's possible, and that's at plus 1,100. And then in my game of the week, the only game of the week, which is Manchester United against Chelsea, I got two donkeys on this game. And it's both, again, another score prop. I think it is a low-scoring draw, James. I think that these teams are going to get... I think it's 1-1, honestly, which you're getting at plus 550. Uh, but I'm also putting 0-0 in with the shout at plus 1,200. Yeah, I, I think don't those know are that I can really trust this these teams. And I don't see a... I don't, I, I don't see either team getting a goal and going for the throw. Yeah, sadly, Patrick, I'll tell you what. After, like, a blow-the-roof-off Old Trafford performance... I don't see us getting humbled by Chelsea, and that's no disrespect. I just think like we're in a really good place right now all of a sudden. But mm-hmm. what I do see is a real damn squitter for the neutral. So mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm, I'm aligned with you there. I'm up for this game. This is almost my challenge to the, the mm. two teams. Give me something more. Rise up. 
Mm-hmm. But then I get in this weird spot where it's like one one at halftime and it's a great game and I'm I'm like why don't we just chill out and just suck for the second half you know uh, but in any case that's right. the district for you right thanks for mushing entertainment for the rest of the world so you can make ten bucks <laughs> <laughs> noble noble oh uh. sad if it wasn't true. Well, speaking of sad, if it weren't true, uh, we will be back next week with regular Prem de la Prem, and we can't wait to have you all back along for the ride. We are settling into a groove before the World Cup. Goodbye. What's going on, Premids? As always, thank you for listening and following along. Please remember to rate and review us on whatever streaming platform you're listening on and spread the word far and wide about the benefits of being a Premhead. Mm-mm. Remember to follow us at Prem de la Prem Podcast on Instagram and at the Prem de la Prem on Twitter for all of our content. Until, Until next time, Prem de la Prem, out. That might just be the one take right yeah, there. Right there. I might not even have to touch that.